How is it going, everybody? It is great to be with you on this Friday. It is Spencer, a.k.a. Mr. Fantasy Football. Um, great to be with you on a very special episode of Hezzy Takes. Um, have one of my favorite uh, Twitter follows of all time here. Going to talk some Rockets. I'm um, going to talk some offseason, some draft. Really looking forward to it. I'm going to bring him on now. He is at Roosh Williams on Twitter. He's a Rockets content creator and host of Rockets Watch Party. Roosh, how's it going, my man? I know it's it's your birthday today, man. So happy birthday. Appreciate you taking the time on your birthday to talk to me, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Um, got some dinner plans tonight, so I got some time to kill to, to talk a little bit of Rockets, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Yeah, and I know you said it's uh, it's 34, right? So that's that's the year of Houston royalty, man. You got Nolan Ryan, Earl Campbell, Hakeem right. the Dream. That's right. It is uh, It is my 34th. Uh, as you saw, I put on Twitter, I had a, an Elijah Warren cake. Um, that was real? Oh, that's the cake that I got. Yeah, I was given that cake for my birthday. Yeah. Dude, that is awesome. You thought it was fake? I, I thought I thought it was like computer generated. I no, no, that's a real cake. That's like, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, funny. definitely go check it out uh, at Roosh Williams on Twitter. So, yeah. uh, before we jump into hoops, though, Roosh, um, you uh, you had a Roosh bomb the other day. I didn't know you were taking a page out of Adrian Wojnarowski's <laughs> book there. Um, but I'm not talking rockets just yet. But you had a, a an interesting nugget about DeAndre Hopkins's free agency. What can you tell us about that, man? Yeah, I mean, look, like I tweeted, um, and look, first of all, you know, you followed me for a while, so you know, I, I don't, I don't really tweet about the Texans much. Um, kind of, kind of grown to dislike them over the last few years for a lot of the reasons I think other fans have kind of feel the same way. But regardless of that, um, I'm not a Texans like insider. I don't try to be a Texans insider, so I just kind of want to put that out there because you know I saw some people kind of questioning like yeah why is this dude talking about the Texans and so I just kind of want to put that out there like yo if it wasn't information grounded in indisputable fact uh, I would not tweet it you know I, I honestly just kind of stumbled into stumbled into that that information and so I was like wow this is interesting um anyways yeah I mean look I don't know I can't speak for what the Texans want to do I don't know what the Texans want to do you know I'll be clear about that I don't have any ties to the Texans organization um so I have no idea what Casario's thinking, no idea what the McNairs are thinking, zero clue. But I know from uh, DeAndre Hopkins' side, you know, Houston is certainly one of his options. I mean, he loves the city. I mean, he loves the city. And you see that with guys like James Harden, for example. Athletes that come here and, and have success in their careers tend to, you know, grow with the city and they love the city. It's a good place to be, especially like Hopkins from South Carolina, I'm sure coming to Houston is, you know, like a bigger city, a bigger kind of environment for him. And, and right. he was the man here. So I'm sure he had a blast. Loves Houston. His kids love Houston. His family, you know, th this is this is home as far as I can understand. Um, really like C.J. Stroud, you know, which I, I think is interesting, but really like C.J. Stroud, high on C.J. Stroud's potential. I don't know. I don't know his thoughts on ownership, but I would imagine that, you know, maybe maybe with Bill O'Brien gone and things being a little bit different, maybe, you know, that's less of a factor. I don't know. And then lastly, um, I mean, the division's open and he knows that, you know, he knows that, I mean, the Texans could potentially, you're, he knows that you're really just dealing with J uh, Jacksonville. So all those things kind of come together and it's like, Hey, Houston could be an option. And then when you look into it, um, you know, in terms of cap, the Texans have about five, five, five and change million. Left in cap, they could cut Christian Kirksey and open up another five million in change. 
um, aging linebacker not projected to start, that move might make sense. Right. Um, and you could do that and sign Hop to like a two-year deal and push most of the money, structure it so that most of the money is on the second year in, you know, in, in 2024 when the Texans are projected to have over $100 million in cap space. Another way they could do it is they could extend Titus Howard um, you know, and, and restructure so that his uh, cap hit for this year is lower and you can you know, make it work with Hopkins. Tons of options. So, I, look, I don't know what's going to happen. And I'll reiterate, I don't know what the Texans think. I don't know how the Texans feel about this opportunity. But all I know is he has interest. It doesn't mean Houston's his exclusive interest, but he has interest in Houston on his list. And um, the Texans are aware of that. So we'll see what happens. Right on. I, yeah, I think you hit on it when you talked about like the the management, like Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby specifically. I think those were the two guys responsible for driving him out of town, and we both know they're, they're both gone now. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Do you think it's just the fact that probably the Texans can offer him more of a contract than, than the chiefs and the bills is why he's interested in us. Maybe. I mean, look, maybe. Um, so what I've, the information I've given, I, I've relayed and put in my tweet and all that indisputable fact, that is the truth. Now the rest of it, I can speculate and just kind of wonder, you know, why Houston look, maybe it's a negotiating tactic. I don't know. You know, maybe, um, maybe he does want a bigger contract and he knows Houston can give it to him versus the other teams. Maybe he's trying to put some pressure on those other teams and be like, Hey, I had this other situation here and they would pay me more money. So like, you know, let's make this work, pay me more money. Maybe, um, maybe none of it's true. I, I, I don't know, you know? So uh, it could be anything. Um, look at the end of the day, he got cut recently. So he needs a job, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. And he's I, still, I, he's still a hell of a, hell of a wide receiver. I would honestly love him back in Houston. I yeah. think he'd be a great first option for Stroud. People might debate whether he's still a, an, an elite first option or whatever. I don't care. He's better than any receiver the Texans have. Absolutely. Um, and, and I feel like a young quarterback like Stroud could really use someone with sure hands. So. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, the Texans wide receiver room as it stands right now, outside of like Robert Woods, it's a bunch of young guys that yeah. could stand to have a mentor like D-Hop. And I, I think that's a good point, man. Like C.J. Stroud needs someone that's a lot more reliable than Nico Collins, who very much a question mark at this stage of his career. So I agree very interesting concept and yeah i mean we can the texans can probably offer him a better contract but i i'm ultimately of the belief that like the salary cap is like it's like a wink wink type of thing like right. these teams know how to manipulate this thing like the salary cap's like barely they do all the time and they restructure deals and you're just like what why are they yeah uh, you know it's, it's very odd it's, it's much different than the nba yeah so that good segue that's gonna transition us into you know the bread and butter of what we got you here for roosh so, looking at the Rockets, man, it's it's a very pivotal offseason, I think. I think the fact that they're going to go into this season knowing that they don't have their 2024 first-round pick fully in their control. It's only top four protected. Of course, it might go to OKC as a result of that fantastic Chris Paul-Russell Westbrook trade that I, I know you are a big fan of, right? Um, so, yeah. what are some of the things that you are expecting uh, Rafael Stone, um, Ime Adoka, and company to really kind of take a look at? There's like, is there any free agents that you think they're really, uh, you know, obviously Harden's the big name, right? Is there anything, like, what are you expecting them to really happen here? Yeah, I mean, look, I know that they want to fill it. They want to add a big man to the roster. You know, they have some good big men on the on the roster with Shingun, Jabari, and Garuba, but they're not, like, paint-protecting rim uh rim roaming whatever bigs right they're just they're different. like like they're more shangun obviously they're, they're all undersized to be a big jabari has the height doesn't have the strength 
Shangun and Garuba probably undersized to be a five uh, if they can ever make it work long term. We'll see at that position. Um, Garuba, you know, he's switchable on the perimeter. He's versatile. He hustles all that. But they still need like a seven footer to kind of, you know, catch lobs or spread the floor, block shots, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that they're interested in Brooke Lopez. I don't know if Brooke Lopez would come here. I don't know what the price would be for Brooke Lopez. Um, you know, you've heard the name Dylan Brooks. I think Dylan Brooks is a realistic possibility. Um, oh, man. Yeah, on the wing. Uh, but who knows? You know, I, I mean, one thing that I'll say about these Rockets is that I don't expect them to overpay in a manner that just kind of signals like, hey, we just need to we just need to blow this money. Um, I would be I won't say shocked because that's not right, but I would be surprised if, you know, my read on the situation is that Rafael Stone's the type that's going to get the contract he wants. He's not going to, you know, give Dylan Brooks too much money um, or whatever. Now, maybe he'll overpay for someone he really wants, uh, but I feel like the type of player he would overpay for would be someone that generally would be worth it. So we'll see. Um, you know, from a guard perspective, I mean, just on the free agency market, I think you're looking at Harden, you know? If it, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be Harden. It might be addressed in the draft as well. How do you so, feel about that? How do you feel about Harden? I know this is something that I, I see on Twitter all the time. It's just it's extremely divisive. What what's your take on Harden coming here? I, is there is there a price limit that you're you're capping him off at, or do you do you care? Or like, is it just like get him get him to Houston? The lighting change was interesting. Yeah, I, know, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, dude, I don't know. It goes two ways, right? The the one way is, <clears throat> you know, I I just want to. I just want to see Shangun. I just want to see it. Like, I wish they would have done, they should have done it last season. They didn't. I don't know why they didn't. They wasted a valuable opportunity. They should have let him run it and see like, Hey, is he capable of this? Is this sustainable? Is this something that, cause I really believe if they unleashed him as a first option and played him, like let's say 33 minutes a night this past season, I think he easily puts up 18, 11 and five, for example, and that might even be conservative. He could even do something better than that. Uh, maybe a couple more rebounds. Or maybe I, don't, I have no idea. But 18, 11, and 5. I think that's that's reasonable. Numbers aren't everything. So I understand that. But obviously, he's very efficient. But even more than that, you know, if he's able – I'm not saying he can run an entire offense, four quarters, 82 games. That might be a lofty expectation. But I do think that he can run a lot of offense for portions of a game, you know? And I mean, like, like you can start out with him as your number one – and then work Jalen Green in off that. Not that Shingun's your one and Jalen's your two. It's not what I'm saying. But just that when it comes to creating, you start with Shingun. Everything peels off of that. And then the Rockets have options. Jabari can go get himself a bucket. Jalen can go get himself a bucket. Guys cut. Garuba moves the ball. Things open up, right? right. Um, but I think you can run like 70% of an offense with him and then sprinkle the rest in or 60 65% of an offense and sprinkle the rest in. So one you know, option when it comes to Harden is I don't want Harden to get in the way of that. Because I don't know what the the full potential of that is. The other side of the equation is, well, I mean, the Rockets need an engine, so to speak. They need someone to create. They need somebody to, you know, run offense uh, consistently. And they they haven't had that. We know Harden can do that. So it's like, well, if we can get that, why would we pass up on that as long as the price is reasonable? So I see that that element of it, too. But, like, I just want the Rockets to play more. Even if it doesn't work, I'd like to see the Rockets try to gear themselves more towards something like what the Nuggets have done, something <clears throat> like what the Kings have done, 
Um, you know, basketball changes. It's a copycat league. Like five years ago, we would have thought bigs would be extinct, but that didn't happen. Oh, yeah, and, yeah that was that was the popular take everywhere. And then now we have the arguably the three best players in the league are Joker, Embiid, and Giannis, and they're all big men. Like it, it's crazy how you're right. It, it does change on a whim like that. So if if we were if the if the Rockets were to sign Harden, do you think we're getting like the the pass first version that we've seen kind of you know become what we've seen in Brooklyn and in Philly, or, or is he going to sign back with the Rockets? Because I know the the popular thing when when uh when the news kind of broke out recently, it was he was looking for a team that would allow him. I forgot the exact word, but basically That's be himself. Team. Yeah, be himself, have the basketball freedom. Does, does does that mean to you? Like, do you think he's wanting to sign back with the Rockets mainly because we'll we'll let him just iso ball and and just let it rip? Because I'm with you. If if that's the case, I'm with you there. I think that's not going to be good for what the Rockets want, in my opinion. I think that's we, letting Shingon be kind of the, the guy in that instance would be better to me. Yeah, I don't know what it means, really, because mainly because he's he's getting to a point where, you know, being the he can't be the guy that he was. He'll get hurt. Right. He, like what he used to do was it, it was very, very much reliant on explosion. You know, he would get to a spot and pop back. He would make a move, come back, and then boom, go forward. I mean, that type of explosion, first of all, you lose it as you get older. Second of all, if you try to exert that type of explosion, especially with the reports that we've heard lately out of last season where he's having heel soreness and we know he's missed games with hamstring injuries, like he just can't be that same guy. I think we'll get past first Harden. I think basketball freedom probably was more so directed at Doc Rivers and what, however their relationship was. <laughs> I know he he wasn't fond of Doc, and that's real. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think he'd be passed first, but that's not even the point. For me, it's like even when he is passed first, guys are mostly standing around, or there's like a simple action off the ball, down screen, someone comes up, gets it, and then tries to score. I just want more of an offense where guys are moving and the ball is finding them when they are either at the basket or as they are moving toward the basket. I don't want guys catching the ball and then isolating. Like Tyrese Maxey is a good isolation player. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey is also a really good three-point shooter. Like, I think yes. Like, I think he shot like 42%. Really good. Jalen Green's not that. But you know what Jalen Green is, is he's a phenomenal athlete. And he can get above the rim and he can get by anybody. So And he can attack and get contact and go to the free throw line and these types of things. So, you know, people point to Tyrese Maxey. It's like if you want Jalen to develop in that manner, well, I just don't think his skill set is suited to that. Um so I just want more off-ball movement, guys cutting to the basket and, and the ball moving while they do that. So then that leads me to my next question. So let's let's pretend. Let's live in a world real quick. You know, something comes out tomorrow. I don't know. Something comes out tomorrow. Rafael Stone out as GM as the Houston for the for the Houston Rockets. Instead, they're going to hire at Roosh Williams on Twitter. He's at 26,000 Twitter <laughs> followers. He knows a thing or two about basketball. We're going to make him our GM. What What's the first move of the offseason that general manager Roosh Williams is going to enact? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is talk to Ime Udoka and see where he's at, you know, and I think that that's what the Rockets are doing. I think that Ime Udoka's opinions are important. Um, so I would talk to him and be like, yo, where are you at? What are you seeing? What's your vision? Oh, hello. Oh, sorry. My screen blacked out. Uh, what's your vision? And and how do we build this thing out? Because based on what his vision is, is that's, you know, as the GM, your job is to go supplement that and try to give him the, the the tools that he needs to bring that vision to life. Right. Um, so I know that's kind of a cop out, but it depends. Does he see Shangun as that guy? Does he not? Um, does he want Harden back? I mean, I don't think Harden comes back without Ime Udoka blessing the move. 
and I know that they have a good relationship from their short time together in Brooklyn. Um, so I, like at some points, you know, and I, and I think this is what is happening and what will happen, but Stone will probably defer to Ime Udoka first, you know, not that Ime Udoka calls every shot, but, you know, I think they're going to, he's going to be heavily involved in whatever they do. But, you know, I mean, I think that it, it would be nice for them, you know, to get a guard that can shoot and, and stabilize an offense, right? Tyus Jones isn't available, but someone like a Tyus Jones, a, a, a high floor guy shoots a good percentage from three, low turnover, doesn't need the ball much, can just make things happen. Kind of like, um, well, Jamal Murray became a really good player. So not like Jamal Murray, but kind of like a Bruce Brown, even though Bruce Brown's not really a point guard. I don't know, but but you get what I'm saying, right? Right. So I try to find someone like that. Um, I wonder what trading for Mike Conley would cost. Mm, um, that's an interesting name. You know, I I wouldn't want to give up an asset for Mike Conley. Well, you know what? Let's back up. What would I do? I would go get Scoot Henderson. That's what I would yes. do. Let's back up there. I would go get Scoot Henderson. I, I think Scoot Henderson solves a lot of these issues. So that first and foremost, that's what I do. Second, I would go and, and figure out what to do with the money. You know, if you can't pull a big name, maybe a guy like Jeremy Grant is interesting. Um, just because he's defensive, uh, versatile, he can shoot. He's not, you know, I don't know, the, the Blazers signed him and he didn't like vault them to contention. So he's not that guy. But I think he'd be a nice little piece, a connector piece around this core. Um, I would love Draymond in Houston. I don't know how much that'll cost. Oh, man. Could you imagine if the Rockets just went out and just doubled down on just being the absolute villains and brought in Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green? That would be wild. <laughs> that would be wild. I hadn't even thought about that until just now because you had mentioned Dylan Brooks earlier. And yeah, Draymond <laughs> Green's going to be available. Let's just double down and just, you know, we we as Rockets fans are used to everyone hating us and, and yeah. hating the Rockets from, from the Harden era. Dude, let's double down. I mean, we're we're Houston Astros fans too. Let's just, everyone hate us, man. Like, right, let's just lean in. Yeah, I mean, look, <clears throat> look, getting Scoot and just signing, and this is not a realistic proposition, but just for fun, we're talking basketball. Sure. Just for fun. Getting Scoot and then signing Draymond and then signing uh, Jeremy Grant and just say that's what you do, like, that would be fun. I think that would be fun to watch. It makes you versatile. It improves your defense immediately. Um, it gives you some extra shooting, gives you some extra scoring, gives you some size with Jeremy Grant, and Draymond can play bigger than his size. He can play big. Gives you a guy who can play big but keep you defensively versatile. Gives you another high IQ player on the court. Him and Al P, even though they both can't shoot, I could see them cutting and moving and, you know, like there, there's a lot of fun that could be had if they if they opted to do that. You know? How many wins does that team get? Okay, so we're talking. You got a starting five of Scoot, Jalen Green. I don't know. I guess you put, in that instance, you put Jabari at three and then Jeremy Grant and – Draymond at the five, probably. That's probably how you work that out. How's that's that team do? That's pretty interesting. And then what? I, I like the sound of that. Honestly, Shingun's coming off the bench. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're not getting rid of Shingun. Okay. So Shingun comes off the bench, and then um, who else comes off your bench? KPJ, Tari, well, Tari Eason. Mm-hmm. I'll say that team can win. I think that team can win like thirty-six games. Oh no! So they're still they're still on the outside of the playoffs with that team. I mean, it's your, it's your, you know, it's just your one of them together, you know? So I feel sure. like that, that's a realistic. Now, unless things just click and Draymond turns the tide and like Jabari takes a jump and J- those, if those, if everything goes right, they could be a much better team. But I'm, I'm factoring in some, you know, 
I might even be a little optimistic with 36, some would say. So I don't yeah, know. There would definitely be some growing pains and some chemistry concerns to start because that's a lot of new pieces. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, so Scoot seems like that's your guy, right? That's That's got to be the move that you think that Stone's got to make. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Uh, that's that's how I feel, man. I, that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, an Eamon Thompson, for example, means we're doomed. That doesn't mean whatever. I just think Scoot Henderson's that good. I think he's good. Yeah. I, I think I think his floor is like Rondo-ish, more athletic, of course. But, you know, is let's say he can't shoot. His floor is a guy that can control an offense, control the pace, get people in their spots, find people, and finish at the rim with, with athleticism. That's his, that's his floor. His ceiling is if the shot comes together and if the IQ is kind of off the charts, like at a level that's even beyond good, it's just like, whoa, this is this is exceptional. Um, and again, if the shot's real from mid-range and from three and all that, I mean, he could be really good, you know. So I like Scoot. I just I just like pure point guards, man. And he's got it all. As far as a point guard goes, he's got it all. He's got shades of Baron Davis. Uh, shades yeah, of deep dive. I like that. Baron you know, Davis. Shades of John Wall. Um, shades of Derrick Rose. Like he's got these types of, you know, Steve Francis. If you wanted to go there, um, he's got these types of like this type of skill set in him, paired with crazy athleticism. The question mark is it's not really a question mark. He's got good. He's got good IQ. It's more so a question of, like I said, how good. Is it like pretty good or is he, uh, you know, a basketball kind of genius on the court where he can just pull strings and just boom, boom, boom. Um, Cause if he's that, then like, God damn, you know, so people are, people are saying he's like John Wall, Derek Rose mixed with Chris Paul. So the, the Chris Paul cerebral aspect of it is like, if he's that, then shit, he'll be good. Yeah. Some, but some of those NBA comparisons for these prospects always just kind of make me chuckle. Like, like we're, we're combining all these guys and, in, in like a, what like Dragon Ball Z fusion type situation? And they're just gonna like that's just gonna be what he is. Like you gotta pull certain characteristics. You don't just pull the best of each guy and like you know throw it together. Otherwise, right. it'd be like a superhuman basketball player. Just characteristics, right? Like John Wall's uh, quick twitch ability. John Wall's ability to get downhill in his prime and finish. John Wall's tendency to shoot a mid range. Is it gonna be efficient? I don't know. Um, you know, like I said, Baron Davis explosion. Just kind of those plays that'll make you go, oh my god, like wow. You know, little bits and pieces, not necessarily everything. But, but yeah, I think he's got a high floor, and I think he's got a potentially high ceiling. Um, Thompson twins scare me because of the shot. Doesn't mean they'll be bad players. You know, they could be Ben Simmons-ish. Oh, that's the exact comparison. I, I when I watch Eamon Thompson, I, I see I see just a, a three-inch shorter Ben Simmons. Like I, I'm not fired up about Eamon at all. I. I uh, on our channel, we, I did we did a live stream of the of the lottery, and when they announced the Rockets at four, I uh, I was pretty emotional. I was yelling. I was very upset yeah. um, because I knew what that meant. I knew we missed out on the the three. This was definitely a three player draft. Obviously, we all wanted Wimbenyama, and it even hurts even more that he's a spur now. Damn sucks. it! Sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. But it, now yeah. we miss out on Scoot and Brandon Miller as well. So let's let's pretend that you know they they don't get an offer in for two or three to go get scoot or is, is Amon Thompson the pick or is there someone else you well, like? Look, let's say he's like Ben Simmons. I think the differentiator there is, yeah, he's shorter. I think he's more explosive and athletic. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I haven't like revisited a profile of Ben Simmons coming out the draft. I just don't remember Ben Simmons getting up like that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. But so shorter, more athletic, more explosive. Um, and then I think the big differentiator is, you know, Ben Simmons was always kind of 
uh, mercurial-ish, you know, even when he was at LSU, kind of an odd duck. Yeah. And Ben Simmons just doesn't love basketball. At least that's my opinion. It doesn't seem like he loves basketball. Uh, I hate to speak for someone else, but from the outside looking in, it just looks like he doesn't love basketball and mentally something left him, you know, the yeah. desire to like be better and to develop and get better kind of left him. I mean, he never, he came in the league as one guy and he was that guy and and that's it. He didn't never get better. Yeah. Just, I, th- I think that's extremely evident that like, it, I, I, I would never ever in a million years poo poo on someone's like mental health concerns. I, I would never do that, but uh, damn dude, at some point, like you're, you're getting paid What's his contract like? Twenty five million a year, something like that. Probably like more than that. Thirty five something. God, dude. At some point, man, like, get on the court, bro. Like, what are you doing? And I still think he's got shades of like, because prime Ben Simmons for the seventy six. Don't, don't say LeBron. No, 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 no. Of course not. But prime Ben Simmons, I, he really was kind of like a unicorn type of guy. Of course, he he never could shoot, never will be ever to shoot. But he, that was still a guy that was helping teams win. Like, that's a guy that you would want on your team. Maybe in you know, maybe in not as a starring role, but. His defensive his defensive switchability is something I've always just been in awe over. He there's literally yeah. when he's locked in in his prime, and we haven't seen it in a while for what it's worth. And there's been a lot of injuries there too. But when he was in his prime, there was not a single person he couldn't guard. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, look again, he, he had no desire to get better or to develop. He just was right. a finished product, pretty much at this point, at least, unless he has a miraculous comeback. He was a finished product from the moment he came in. So I guess the difference that I'm drawing here is. You know, from all accounts, the Thompson twins seem smart. They seem engaged. They seem to like basketball. They seem driven. Those are intangibles. If they have those intangibles and they can put together the other skill set of a Ben Simmons, they could be a really good player. Uh, in addition, look at look at like Josh Giddy. I think Josh Giddy is very Ben Simmons, but Josh Giddy mentally is obviously seems to be in a much you know, like Josh Giddy's developing. I mean, even a three point shot, he he can't shoot. That was a knock, and he came back. I think he shot like 20-something percent as a rookie and came back and shot whatever he ended up at, 32% or 31%, whatever it was from three. Much better. Became much more efficient. Legitimate improvement. And so when you're thinking of a big guard that can create and score for themselves but can't shoot, um, there's Ben Simmons. I think Josh Giddey is interesting to look at. So you kind of look at Eamon and you compare or the Thompson Twins, you compare them to those guys, and you hope that their extra explosion and athleticism allows them to kind of separate themselves. But, but I'm with you. I mean – Eamon Thompson, to me, does not get me excited because I know it's a project. I know it's going to take time. And also because I just don't know if he fits with everything else. Like, you bring Harden in, you don't have room to develop Eamon Thompson, at least not right away. So, Yeah, I think if Harden's the goal, what, what would you think if, you know, let's say, like, they're they're hell-bent on, on getting Harden signed. They're going to pay him whatever. They might give him the, the horrendous four-year, $200 million contract that everyone's just dreading. I, I don't think they will. You don't think so? I don't think so. Okay. We'll well, I'd be surprised if the Rockets, excuse me, I'd be surprised if the Rockets maxed him out. I think Good. it's going to come down to, like, I think both sides are definitely open to it, but I think it's going to come down to the years and the money being right for the Rockets. I don't think the Rockets are going to budge. And Harden, I think I think they're going to test Harden's commitment to actually coming back, you know? Um, so we'll see. Harden could go back to Philadelphia for more money, but Harden's got so much money now Harden's kind of a weird cat. I don't know him personally, so maybe it's out of line for me to say that. But everything I hear is that like James does what James wants. So yeah, you just don't know until you know. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, so okay, well, but let's put in let's maybe that that's their goal. They 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 don't care for a guard because 
you know, w- would you say four is too early for a guy? Like, you know, I'm, I'm very biased. I'm a Coug. I went to U of H. Um, sure, yeah. Is, is Jarris Walker at four? Is that crazy? Cause I, I, again, biased, but I think Jarris Walker is, is going to be a freaking player in the league. I, I, I love what he is, you know, pro- projecting to be in the league. You know, I, I don't really, I, I don't purport to be a draft scout. So, you know, when people ask me, I just don't know. You know, I see everyone's got their big board and that's like the new trend. It's like, you know, it's like the new podcast, right? Everyone's got a big board. Um, <laughs> True. But, you know, we're just watching YouTube highlights. I, I'm, I'm of the belief that you really can't get a feel for these guys. So there are the guys that you just know are going to be good. So I would lump a Scoot Henderson in with that. Like, yeah. I just know I, I, that's how I feel. Maybe I'll be wrong. But like when I watch him, I'm like, this is a no brainer. This kid's a stud um, with the Jairus Walker. I'd have to like dig in. I don't know. But I, I was going to say, I'm a big proponent of having to scout these dudes in person, you know, without seeing them in person and without understanding the physicality that's going on and, and the pace of the game and the speed of the game, like in real time in front of your face. It's just hard, hard for me to really know. Like, you know, and, and guys fall every year. Uh, guys fall every year that end up being really fucking good players, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, sure. I mean, I think anything is possible. I want Scoot Henderson. Um, I'm not going to be like doing jumping jacks if we get Jairus Walker or one of the Thompson twins or yeah. Ian Whitmore or whatever. But that doesn't mean that I think they're going to suck. It just means that I think they're going to take a little bit of time until they're contributing at like a winning level. So. Yeah. And it's hard to say, and I'm going to ask you, but, and and I know it's a hard question to answer, but like, what would a trade up to two or three, what what, what do you think that's going to cost? Is that going to cost, and obviously you're going to have to trade four and probably 20 as well. Does that cost you like, are we talking about like a KJ Martin level of young asset? Or are we talking like, you got to get, you got to throw in like a Shingun, Jalen Green or Jabari Smith. How, like what's, what's going to be the price do you think? Yeah. I mean, the price, I think, in the last few times or last couple times that something like this has happened, like a move up uh, from, you know, I know, I think what this, the Mavericks and the Kings swapped Luca and Trey Young. No, 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 no. Sorry, the Mavericks and the Hawks. Yeah. Swapped Luca and Trey Young. That cost Dallas. Uh, who's drafted first? Luca was drafted first, I think, by Atlanta. Yes. Dallas trailing at five. And so they swapped. And, and so I think that cost Dallas an extra lottery pick. Uh, I think they had like the Lakers. They had someone else's future lottery pick for the next year. And that was like the additional asset, I think. Um, I think the I think something similar happened maybe with the Lakers. I can't remember. There was one, there was one where it also happened. And I, basically my point is I think the last couple of times it's happened, I think, double check this, but I think the price was basically another first, like a, a, another lotto first. Um so 20 is not gonna cut it then. You're gonna have to add on to 20. Yeah, I think so. I think you might have to throw in the Brooklyn pick. Oh. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I would do that, though. I would do that. I, I Even though it's very intriguing, because I think the Nets are going to be terrible next year. Um, it's, that's a very intriguing thought. Um, but uh, that's that's a lot. That is a know, lot. I think the Nets are going to be like the Wizards. I think they're, they're, they're worst-case scenario, unless people get hurt. So, that can always happen. But if their team is healthy... I think they'll be like a Wizards team, you know, 32 wins. Playing, flirting with playing. Maybe 34, whatever. But they'll be like, you know, seventh, eighth pick, something like that, you know. Um, So you have to ask yourself, like, do you want to draft that? Um, And then that doesn't even leave room for if they improve. Uh, So do you want to draft that pick if it's seventh or eighth in 2024? Like we have Jalen, Jabari, Shangun, Tari, whoever we draft this time. You going to add another one? 
or are you kind of done with your rebuild window at that point and you just want to go get your guy and not done with your rebuild window but you want to go get your guy and move on to the next phase where like this is your crop of players this is what you're cultivating it's a tough question to answer i mean i could be convinced either way but if you are convinced that scoot henderson is that guy i mean fuck man I, go get him i don't know if that's how the rackets feel though yeah so um before i let you go roosh um nba finals you know nuggets up 1-0 how are you feeling on that? What, is, is it Nuggets all the way, or you you think Hemi Butler is going to come on? I called Nuggets in six. I think what was staggering, like we knew the we knew the Nuggets were better. I think what was staggering was how much Denver's size really showed. I mean, Miami looked small. Like Aaron Gordon mm-hmm. was bulldozing. Uh, honestly, man, it reminded me of like some some early two thousands playoff basketball, and I loved it. I was I loved it. That's the shit I like. Yep. So, um, I mean, Denver's the better team. Denver's the better shooting team. Denver seems to be the more physical team. Denver's just flat out the more talented and skilled team. They're the better team. Miami has played teams that should be better than them and beaten them. So I'm not going to count Miami out. Denver also got a lot of rest. That was game one. The altitude, that part's real. So we'll see. You know, you're not really going to know what's going to happen in a series. <clears throat> until the counters, until you start to see the counters, right? Yeah. Will Miami counter with Kevin Love and try to go a little bit bigger and, and you know, try to put some more size and physicality out there? I don't know. Um, maybe Kevin Love and Bam. Kevin Love, I don't think, played in game one. Um, Miami missed a lot of open shots. Do they just simply make their shots? You know, I don't know. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I picked Nuggets in six. I'm going to stick to that. That's my pick, Nuggets in six. Um, and yeah, man, I, I just think the way that they're playing, it's the most beautiful basketball I've seen since the Spurs a decade ago when they, when they beat the heat. hundred percent agree. It, they, they, they've really just been an absolute machine all regular season. And they've really just been comp- like really dominant in, in this Western conference postseason. So, all right. Yeah. All right. Nuggets in six. I had, no, I think I have nuggets in five. I think I like them closing it out on in the high elevation of Denver. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Enough. I forget. Are the finals two two one 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 or is it two three two? It's two two one one one. They change that. They change it back. It's been a while since since they've done a two three two. It's been okay. a long time. Yeah, I forget. So yeah, but that's awesome. Well, hey, Roosh, I appreciate you um, stopping by with us today. Before I let you go, though, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't get your opinion on uh, some of the merch we have on our site. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share one of my, my screen with you real quick. Okay. I think you're gonna like this. So. We got some we got some good merch on our website, athleticallydeclined.com. But this is what I wanted your opinion on. What you, what you think about this, this looking uh, sweatshirt and t-shirt? What you think about oh, that? That's pretty cool. I like that. Can you can you open the sweater, the white one? Yeah, absolutely. So of course we got you know NBA Jam style you know logo on the front, and we got our Hezzy takes, which is what this show is on the back. Um, so you can definitely check that out. Um, I I'll, I'm gonna go ahead and say it for him. I think it's Roosh approved. Yeah, Bruce approved clutch city. If you want to send me one of those? I'll rock it. Yes, but, sir. Um, and yeah, that's. I mean, that you were on that team, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a deep dive inside joke for anyone that's been on Rockets Twitter that was one of the for a while. On Twitter in a while, man. That was so goddamn funny. When I, when yeah, I read that tweet, I was what like, "What was that guy's name? He was such a loser, man." Aubrey, Aubrey Huff. Well, was that? Aubrey? I thought. Wait, hang on. Well, yeah, Aubrey Huff is definitely a loser, but I thought it was no. that guy, that one New York like post dude or that's Bondi. No, you're thinking of Bondi. Uh, you're thinking of, so which one are you talking about? Because I got into it with both of them. But yeah, well, it, I thought they were around the same time. The which one, which that, one was the one that said that you were on the 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 team? The one who thought that I was on the team, or who 
it, you know, I don't know if he thought I was on the team, but like I said something about, we got into an, an exchange and yeah. you know, whatever it, the way, whatever he said to me was basically like, Oh yeah. And did something like, did you play or something, you know, Real, you know, it was just like, Oh my God, he, he might, I think he doesn't know that I'm fucking with him. That was Aubrey Huff. Okay. God, that, that was, that was a hilarious day on rockets Twitter. I, I, I was just dying at all the memes that were coming from that. That was great. And everyone just exit on me. It's so funny, dude. Yes. Yeah. All, all right. Good. Well, well, Roosh, thank you again for stopping by. I'm going to let you go. Uh, go enjoy your birthday, man. Um, thanks it. for stopping by. Hopefully we can have you on again in the future. This was fun. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you follow me at Roosh Williams and, uh, yeah, man. Thank you. Have a good day. Yes, sir, man. Take it easy, everyone.